0: I'm
1: going to tell you what it is, okay? What? It's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls <laughs> getting their white asses cut the fuck up, okay?
0: Yeah, I suppose Sandra Bullock is missed Ethnicity, right?
1: Well, no, all I'm saying is that the horror genre is historical yeah, for
0: excluding the African-American elements. Well, then how you get your PhD in black cinema, Sister Soldier? Welcome to a very special episode of Afro Horror today. We're doing, um, I guess we could call this like a a tandem episode. So, not only will you hear this episode on our feed, you're going to hear it on our guest feeds as well. So, you can kind of have both perspectives. So, I'm here with sisters Alma and Dahlia, who host a horror movie podcast called Nightmare in Fifth Street, where they recap. Horror of many genres. Um, so throw any movie at them and they'll find something to enjoy about it. Dahlia's favorite movie is The Devil's Reject, J- The Devil's Rejects, and Alma Never Gets Tired, of Nightmare on Elm Street. Hello, ladies. Hello, sisters.
2: Hello. Hello. So excited.
0: Yes, this is great. This is a great, oh, it's called Crossover. There you go, tandem. I was like, what's the word? When, <laughs> <laughs> this is our crossover episode. This is awesome. Um, first of all, I, I we've mentioned this before in like previous correspondence but my sister is also a huge horror fan oh, yeah. and if I could get her to be on a schedule she would probably do this podcast with me but she's just she's not that kind of person she's not a planner she's not going to set a calendar and she's gonna forget and mm-hmm. she's if she was to do the podcast she would probably be drinking wine and just yelling the whole time so Wait,
1: that would be fun I would not to hear fun. that one <laughs> I would listen to that so she's more like a free spirit
0: Free spirit, but it. But to be fair, you know, it, it's kind of um, ironic that I have the Afro horror moniker, and I'm doing all this stuff with it, but she knows way more about horror than I do. Like, she's the type of horror fan that will watch any short, any movie, doesn't matter if it's one star, five star, B-rated, like, if you dust off, you know, she's the woman in the horror movies who would dust off the VHS tape and pop it in, like, I wonder what this is, like... <laughs> and get us into crazy trouble because she was so nosy. Um, how is it, Dahlia, uh, working with your sister? I love it. It's
2: like, I, well, we haven't lived together or lived in the same area together for a very long time, but it seems like every time we hop onto the computer and we start recording, it's just like we never, like we're in the same room. Like we've never left each other's side. It's just like, we just pick up right where we left off. And I love being able, it's like for us, it's like It's a guaranteed self-care time for us to talk about a movie. So we meet for the movie, and then we meet for the conversation. So I love it.
0: What if I asked Alma the same question, and she's like, it's a fucking nightmare.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would, yeah, I I could see that. Sometimes I think she's lying to me, but I honestly think it's more like she can't get tired of me because she only gets me like in little little spurts of time <laughs> but in all honesty we used to visit each other you know before COVID she'd come and visit me a couple of times a year and she would just be like a regular household member it's not like we would plan anything to go out we just hanging out what are we making for dinner tonight what are we doing in the morning hey let's get a movie on and that was the fun part every night like every time we get together let's watch a movie let's pick always something horror always <laughs> horror <laughs>
0: That's the same of me and my sister. I was actually really terrified of horror films up until college. And then when I actually moved out of the house, me and my sister realized like, oh, we are like, we're not with each other every day. So when we did get together, it was like, let's watch scary movies. Cause now I'm not afraid of them <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so that's what we used to do. I remember one Christmas day, we didn't go home that year. It was like our first Christmas. We weren't going back to Michigan. And cause you know, we used to live together um, pre pandemic, but then, Uh, when the pandemic happened, she happened to be visiting my mom back home and she got stuck because my sister has severe asthma. So COVID was actually kind of scary for us because if she got sick, we, you know, we weren't, we didn't know how well she could have handled that because her lungs are already, you know, not so great. So she got stuck in Michigan, but long story short, ended up getting engaged and lives in Chicago now. So she doesn't live with me.
2: (laughs) So something (laughs) good came of that. That's awesome. Yes.
0: Yes. She's one of those few people that like met the love of their lives in pandemic <laughs> and, and like made a new life for herself so i haven't actually phys- physically seen my sister in like two years it's kind of crazy even though we live together like her room is still here i'm recording this podcast in her room as we speak oh um, my god
2: so you can be close to her even when she's not there
0: <laughs> yes but once i got over my fear of horror films like the one christmas i remember we didn't get a chance to go back home we honestly so gross we didn't even brush our teeth that day we like opened our gifts to me other and from our mom and then we sat on the couch and watched horror movies like back to back to back to back all day and that's how we spent christmas (laughs) that sounds like a great day it was a it's a fond memory um now i i know this because you guys have told me this but i i'm curious if if you've mentioned this on your show um and i'll start with alma i guess where the name nightmare on film street fifth street uh-oh oh Uh -oh. Oh, no
2: that's cool don't worry about it (laughs)
0: Oops, there I go. Tarnishing a brand. Um, Where the name Nightmare on Fifth Street came from? Well, we grew up in a little
1: house and the name of the street was Fifth Street. So, and that is like the one house that all of us, there's four of us siblings. We always think that's our childhood home. We all grew up in there. I know uh, my two sisters, they had another address before, but I mean, I was there since I was like three or four. We grew up in this little tiny house and every time anyone came back, that's where we went is to our little, our little house. And Dahlia said it, they'll, that likes to say it a nice way. Like it wasn't always the best, you know, tiny, we were poor. Uh, We seriously didn't have like anything like (laughs) we had, we had movies you know, and that little house though, is our, like our little, our little safe space. Even my mom, when she moved away and bought another house and um, went off to work and everything, we always kept that house. And anytime she came back in town, that's where we went. And so it's just kind of a play on where we used to live and the fact that it wasn't the best, but we always had that, that sibling bond, a good relationship with us, you know, even though we were grown ups and we Well, the older ones, they, they, well, my younger brother, right? He likes to fight with my older sister. (laughs) No,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's what they all do. Yeah, I'm like, why are they wrestling? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) They all do. What's going on here? I stopped wrestling with my little brothers or twins once they hit like six foot. I was like, oh yeah, this is over. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) learned because
1: they play dirty and it hurts. And I don't like that. I don't, so I'll just stand aside like they're going to do their thing. I'm going to be over here with Diane. We're cool.
0: I'm like five foot four, and um, all my siblings are over six foot. My sister and the brothers, and my mom. So I was like, "Yeah, y'all can't play fight me. That's murder. That's attempted murder." That is <laughs> interesting. And oh my goodness. <laughs> and, um, but for for you, Dalia, um, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because we already, oh gosh, we're so over this topic. But um, you know, we had you had that incident with that other horror company talking about your name, but you specifically kind of had to lead the forge on that because the name is so precious to you. As Alma explained to you, it's about your childhood. Can you just really quickly tell me how was it like, did you feel more comfortable because you did have your sister to lean on during that like stupid time that you had to go through without all that arguing? Um, and then how did you like mental health wise deal with like all of that internet bullcrap?
2: So, um, well, the after afterward, yes, having Alma there, but I actually started all of it. Now, I didn't, I don't mean it like that, but I mean, I I did the uh, back and forth uh, email exchange. So, because I didn't want to, I didn't want it to go unsaid, I guess is the best way to say, say it. And then I came back to Alma and I'm like, Hey Alma, don't be mad. But <laughs> so I actually did, uh, responded before I talked to her. And um, I, I think that yes, having her by my side helped a lot because afterwards then I was able to talk to her about it. Um, I was able to, you know, vent with her about, you know, cause yeah, it, it wasn't easy. We're a tiny podcast, you know, we're, we're nobody. And then it's suddenly we're getting all this attention from this, you know, big podcast. that's like, okay I am you know it it just felt weird it was very surreal it was very weird so but yes definitely having Alma with with me um yeah it really helped a
1: lot and she was she was great she was like my cheerleader I loved it (laughs) well she's a lot more eloquent with words I think I get like if I'm upset about something I get like two things it's kind of fighty or I'm gonna be like yeah. And, and you, but, you know, Dahlia is much better. She does take the time to, like, think things through. And there's always a, a time that you do need to say something because you don't want to be squished on all the yeah. time. You, you take it once and then where's it going to end?
0: No, I think every sister relationship is like that because... I am the smaller one. I told you guys, I'm 5'4". I say 5'5", five five, but <laughs> the numbers don't lie. I'm the smaller one in my, my family, but I am the chihuahua. Like I will bite your head off. And it's really funny because when people meet my sister and she's six foot and she's a big personality, they assume that she's going to be the mean one just because of her like build. Um, and because I have what I call like a really good um, anti-bitch face like my sister has the resting bitch face, where can she? She can look kind of like mean, but I am always really smiley. But I'm actually the mean one. So people, people always get that confused. They they come to me and they think your sister, and think I'm not going to say anything. And I go, oh no, you messed with the right sister. You picked the right one today. It's the little one. You argh. So I'm like scratching at them. And my sister actually is the calmer one. She literally has to pull me aside sometimes and go, you're you're doing a lot. You're doing a lot. We're at brunch. They didn't mean it that way. And I go, no, they did. And like, no, 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 no. Calm down. (laughs) So um I love that. We're at brunch. Calm down. (laughs) All they said was, hi, would you like a refill? <laughs> I was like, he said it with an attitude. No, he didn't. <laughs> like, so um, I love sisters because there's always the balance between one of, one person is, is really like, yep. and one, the other is like, Absolutely. well, let's just all be together. And my sister is such a peacekeeper. We're both um, Libras, but she's born in September mm-hmm. um, 28th and I'm October 21st. Or actually our birthday is like, we're the same age every year for two weeks. So oh, no fun, it's very rare Irish twins. So uh-huh. my sister is turning 31 this year um, on September 28th and I'm 31 currently. So until I turn 32 in October, we'll be the same age for two weeks. And then my brothers are twins and they're the same age always. Oh my so goodness. my mom has like at one point of a year has two separate twin oh, that's children.
2: Awesome. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> so I just love it. Pop- but I think you guys handled that with such grace Thank and you. and such poise and as much as be- as much better than I could have I'm the feisty one so like I would have been like <laughs> yeah
2: well I I felt like I had to I didn't want to be accused of like you know of, of anything later I like okay you know you you can be calm and I can be and but I I think like you said like there's a one sister you know you balance each other out um well I think if I think we can also switch. So I can be the calm one. I mean, I can that's be true. the feisty one and Alma can be the, you know, back and forth. It we depends can... on the
0: situation. Yeah. Exactly, I'm, I'm yeah. calm about some things too. Like, and my sister like freaks out on other things. So it's, that's true. But for the most part, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say too, um, um, and then we'll end that, that little moment here, but I think um, you're Latina women. Uh, what's your background? do you mind if Mexi- I ask? Mexican. Mexican. Mm-hmm. Okay. My mom is from Belize, born in Honduras, raised in Belize and immigrated here. Um, we identify as Afro-Latina. And I think also that situation was really important for me uh, to look at you guys and go, no, wait a second. We're not going to do that. Like microaggressions are such a trigger for me. And I think for all women of color that um, it wasn't until last year with the Black Lives Matter movement that I became more open about being, I just don't care anymore. I don't care about calling you out on your microaggressions or your racism. I used to be very docile about it and, and like quiet because, you know, I, I didn't want to come off as an angry black woman or a crazy Latina. Mm. <laughs> so, um, so when I saw you made that post, I was like, yes, we ride at dawn.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. But you said, you said it perfectly because I think you said after last year, and I think for me, it kind of started when my mother died a couple of years ago. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it all. I'm I'm just I'm just done and and now it's like a, I just yeah I, I before like you said microaggressions I just kind of like okay all right you know I ignore it I would I would ignore it but it's like no
1: fuck it and I'm well, not gonna ignore we, it you're always told to ignore it but mm-hmm. me I think it came with age to where it's like I'm I'm done like dealing with that energy. And I was so happy since last year because I think so many people spent so long being quiet about things yeah. that it made the smaller, like minority population of horrible voices yeah. uh, start speaking louder because we didn't say anything. And so yeah. now's our time to not do that anymore.
0: It's oh no yeah, I'm never going back. I'm yeah, never I mean, going back. I actually get, in, I don't know if you guys, but I get a lot, I get in trouble a lot on this podcast. And because I do it for final draft on a blog, I get emails because they're like, she's so racist. And why is everything about race? I was like, cause I've been quiet for like 30 years. I, I grew up in Michigan. I grew up in an all white town in Michigan. Where we're the only <laughs> Latino family, but secondly, black family in the neighborhood. So we got to see everything and we got to get all of the microaggressions and all of the, everything. So we were quiet. I've been quiet for so long. And I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to start calling it out. And, and, and as it only takes one person. So you guys don't know how you, what you did helped other people to go. That's right. We don't have to. I want because um um I want to say her name is Soraya. I want to pronounce it right from Nightmare I, on Fear Street. I always
2: pronounce her name wrong. I know, I feel I'm horrible. sorry. It's I'm a beautiful sorry. name too.
0: I'm sorry, sorry. Because I haven't met her in person yet. We've only corresponded to DMs. But she, her situation happened to be four years and she's kept quiet about it because we've been trained to. we Because we've been trained to defend ourselves in the DMs and don't make a splash about it. Because then it looks like we're trying to like be, we're complaining or we're being dramatic, whatever. and. When you did your thing, it's like, wait a second. No, she didn't be quiet. I don't have to be quiet. Oh my gosh, there's more of us and we don't all have to be quiet. I don't have to. So um then she did her blog post. So you don't know how you speaking up can just make a ripple effect of other people going, I want to stand up for myself. Right. So um I'm, you know, we're done with that situation, hopefully forever. Um, hopefully forever, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully forever. But um, it, it comes to a larger point that I want to talk about briefly before we get into our movie that we just, we picked, which is the horror genre itself, as much as we all love it, is so gatekeepy and so non-inclusive, especially for Latinos. It drives me nuts. So um, Alma, I want to ask you, what the future of horror, what are you hoping to see more of as a, a fan? I... I brought, I brought this up for years.
1: It's just, I want to, it's not so much. I want to be in it. Like I want to be included. I want to see our faces. It shouldn't be. It's so difficult to find a movie or when you see a movie, uh, we were talking about night of the comet the other day and there was a brown face and we were like, they got a Brown dude. It's like, what, you know, as kids, we were like, this is it. Every now we're going to watch all the movies. They're going to have everybody. Everybody's going to be in the movie. Why hasn't that happened yet? <laughs> I just want to go to a movie. And it's like, it's like us. We're like a group of people. And I say all the time, I'm like, we watch the movies. We love the movies. Are they making the movies? Just so that they can exclude certain people, or are is it just happened to be? I think it's. I think it's 2021. I think you're working really hard to keep a, a mix of different colors of people from your movies. If that's all we're seeing, I just want to see us representation. That's all. I think Got what it.
2: you said. The right yeah, same now, question
0: for you. I was going to ask.
2: Yeah, I think what you said right now. You're, you you ha- you're working hard to not include us. And I think that's it because there's no way I'm walking around here, um, anywhere I go and I can see a mix of different ethnicities, cultures and everything. Why can't I see that in a movie? That's, that is so right. I mean, or if we are in a movie, we're the fucking maid.
0: We're the maid or the nanny. Oh my
1: God. We brought that up in like three movies in a row. It's like, oh, I know they didn't or make a your,
0: the sage wise, like Latina or Latino, who yeah. um has all of the answers because of the your you know, the history of your people and like oh I like I was watching um La Llorona last night, and even in that movie, I was like the lead is white. <laughs> She's a white woman who marries a, a oh, Hispanic yeah. dude and her but he's dead. So she doesn't know any of the culture. Why don't you know this? And so she has to go to a priest in the town to get him to explain everything to her. And I'm like, well, if she was just fucking Mexican, she would probably know what the fuck was up. <laughs> but it was just frustrating oh, to yeah. watch that. Oh, yeah.
2: And that, that, like, like Alma said, they had to work hard to make it fit the white right. actress.
0: Right. Because I was like, it was right there in front of you. You could have, I mean, the one on Shutter does it very well. They, they you know, they uh, watch it if okay. you haven't. But this Americanized version, I was like, yes, we have to have a white woman with these, um, Latino children and none of them know any of the history of this folklore from their own culture because their dad never told them and therefore their mother has no idea what's happening so yes let's go find the priest let's go find the bruja let's go find everyone to help save this white woman and her kids and I was just like how did you drop the ball so hard on this all you had to do was set it in a Mexican family <laughs> like that's it and, and higher, um, not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera, that's always my biggest gripe at Afro horror is that it's not just about, I don't want to see it on my screen too. I want to look at the IMD and go, wow, look at that black cinematographer or that black um, writer or um, uh, directors, which is crazy that we still, that's also, it's it's getting better, right? But it, it's, not, it's not nearly there yet at all. Which brings me to the movie that we picked today, which um, is really awesome. There's a reason why we picked the movie today. And we picked, you guys, The People Under the Stairs. And I have a confession to make. Like Usher says, honestly, I had never seen this movie before until we picked it. And I watched it last night. Oh, wow. Okay,
2: cool. I can't wait to see what you think.
0: (laughs) You should have seen. I wish I had a camera there with live commentary. Because I was like, oh, hell no. I was like watching Thank God we're at home. Like I do miss movie theaters, but for movies like that, that like movies like this, I was at home, like yelling at my screen. I was like, thank God no one's here. Yeah, (laughs) we do that a lot.
1: We're like, maybe we should record ourselves watching these movies. Yeah, we thought about that. At the movie. And one time we went to go see a movie together and that we thought the theater was empty and it was me and her and a friend of mine. And I think it was one of the exorcism of Emily Rose, I think at the theater it was one of the exorcism movies and we were getting real loud because we thought it was just us three and then we realized there was a dude up in the thing and we're like (laughs) sorry i was like we were enjoying it a little too much sorry sir (laughs) it is good that we found something you hadn't seen before just to go in i i liked it because it was a kid like yeah i was like
0: it, it had a kid in it and i was like a kid in a horror movie that kid, by the way, his name is Brandon Quinton Adams, and immediately, you know that 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 gif of Leo DiCaprio when he points at the screen, he's like that. That was me because I was like Mighty Ducks. I know him from Mighty Ducks too, to be specific, where like yep. his teenage version, where he's yep. um, playing. Is he yeah, he's on the team, yeah, right? He is. He He's made a team, hockey. but then he goes to visit his cousin, Keenan Thompson to play street hockey. And they're like, you guys don't know how to play street hockey. I love that. That's, <laughs> that's where right he here. learned the knuckle puck, right? The knuckle puck. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's immediately the, I I don't know. Okay. So here's the thing about IMD. I don't know if you guys notice. Sometimes when people have passed away, they make their pictures black and white so Ooh, i didn't know that that's had i just noticed it for some people who i'm like oh i have that person and i look at imbd it's in black and white and i go oh they died oh um, i i oh he's alive thank god it says, it says 2018 he's doing a new movie okay great <laughs> because i was okay, like good because his imbd photo is of him as seven years old and it's in black and white and i was like did he die? And he did some stuff later than he did he some stuff so later uh-huh. yeah so i was so confused i was just like oh my god this is so sad um but yeah brandon quentin adams what else is he been because all i like yep my the mighty ducks moonwalker the michael jackson film though the sandlot how did i forget him oh, for the, the sandlot. sandlot oh yeah oh my gosh I remember the Mighty Ducks a lot because I watched I the too the much. I love the Mighty Ducks. I why guess it's a watching new show. What? No, why wouldn't you be watching the Mighty Ducks? It's awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome, but I'm like, it's a hockey movie. Why was I watching it so much? I know. <laughs> it's the thing about me and sports. I hate sports. I don't, I mean, I don't hate them, but you're never going to catch me like buying a ticket to go sit down and watch a sport. It's just not going to happen. But um, if someone takes me for free, yes, I'll go. But I love sports movies, even though I know shit about hockey. Even though I grew up in Michigan and, you know, it's very hockey heavy, but I don't know nothing about hockey, but I love the idea of like people working hard to achieve their goal and going through obstacles and maybe they don't win at the end, but they have community and family and teamwork. And I love, I'm a sucker for stories like that.
2: It's like kind of like you're also rooting for the underdog and yeah. Yes it's great like,
0: I, dodgeball oh is riveting to me i'm like yes the <laughs> underdogs um so yeah this is my first time watching this movie and uh, the kid like you said uh that was really interesting to me especially because he's you know he's black and i was just like what this whole movie he's he's gonna be okay like is he, like he's the lead so i was like I, they can't kill him so this is gonna be really great um and so i i'm so sorry if everyone's listening to this we're gonna add brandon Quinton adams to our final boy. Um, list because we have like a really short final boy list of just men who've lived you know who aren't the final girls but they're actually final boys at the end of the movies and he's being added to that list so we're going to give him his proper due so this episode is dedicated to you brandon but also vin rames who is not with this any longer? That one makes me sad. So RIP even um, for, even though I did not like your character in this movie, like right, <laughs> yeah.
1: I was that like, why well, did I, I was really not hard. remember that I hated, that I hated his character because he was, he was an ass. It was like. So, so mean to fool.
0: Yeah. It was, was so, so mean to fool. Fool deserves better. Mm-hmm. My baby. And, but the people under the stairs are really nice. to Yeah. <laughs> <What? laughs> Which we'll get into, we'll get into. So let's start with this. We're going to go through the IMBD All Wikipedia right. breakdown. Of course, as you guys are listening to this, well, actually, uh, Nightmare on Fifth Street people, if you've never listened to Afro horror, this is how we usually do it over here. For um, And since we're doing a crossover episode, we're kind of like going to do it our way a little bit. But uh, I would love Alma and Dahlia to also include whatever they do in their show so we can mix and match. Uh, we go through the IMBD plot summaries. They're not always great. So um, spoiler alert there. They're not always great but um so if there's a moment that we skip over or miss my bad uh you can tweet us about it later and yell at us but um Dalia, you know if there's a moment we missed let's just bring it up oh, and, yeah. and go over it so okay. some facts about the movies this is written and directed by rest in peace the great wes craven um starring brandon adams everett mcgill wendy Roby, aj langer and the the two of those um are from twins peak notice notably from twins peak they played a married couple on there too um it was produced by Alive Films. That's a really great name for a production company. Um, distributed by Universal. Came out on November 1st, 1991. Um, and it had a budget of $6 million and it made $31 million. So oh, wow. it's good. You know, it made its money back and then some, but also not so great. You know, it's not going to make like a huge profit at the, at the end of the day. But for 1991, this is a big deal. Uh, this, this is a really big deal. So let's start with this point. Okay. So Poindexter Fool Williams is a resident of a Los Angeles ghetto. Let me stop right there. I actually had no idea it was LA. I thought it was like New York.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea either. And yeah, when I read the summary, it's like, okay, now I know.
0: Now we're learning things we did not know. It looks very New York to me as someone who lives in Los Angeles. I'm like, where is this LA? LA these high rise buildings. Um, he and his family are being evicted from their apartment by their landlords, the Robesons. The Robesons who are believed to be a married couple call themselves mommy and daddy and they have a daughter, Alice. So I, Wes Craven to me, my one regret in life, and this is going to sound so selfish. My one regret in life is that I didn't meet Wes Craven before he passed. I know that has nothing to do with West. No,
2: I mean, like, that's, that's, especially because you're a screenwriter. I can totally see yeah. that.
0: I just love him. I think he was just so brilliant at his, his words, but also his camera movements. When I go back and I watch Scream originally, and I'm just watching these camera moves, I go, shit, this is brilliant. Like, it's something really Spielberg about the movement of the camera telling the story in Wes Craven films. And, and this too, which we'll get into, but I'm sad to meet him, but I, Okay. As a screenwriter, I think you guys dabble in writing, right? One of you do. A little bit, Alma? Not
1: movies. Uh, I, not, not movies. No, nobody writes. Just academically,
0: unfortunately. Yeah, but writing. <laughs> and the one thing I noticed is like, right from the jump, he sets up this problem. And I'm like, oh, I love it. We're opening on this. And it's a really heartfelt problem. Like the stakes are so high. From the first two seconds of the film, his mom is lying in bed. She's dying of cancer. She, they can't afford her treatment. That's number one. Number two is they also can't pay their rent. They're gonna get evicted in like he gives us a time limit, like three it's days like or
1: something. Three days. That was so they're quick. Three days late. They're only
2: yes. three days yeah. late. And
1: they and said get out. Yeah. Within okay. 24 hours, they needed to pay triple the rent or
0: they were going to be evicted. It's ridiculous. So crazy. So in LA, technically, and now where I live in Burbank, it's two days. Like you have to, your rent's due on that first day. The second day is like considered a late fee day. So you get a $100 late fee charge if you don't pay by the second day. That's and that third scary. day you can get your eviction notice.
2: I had no idea. That is scary. I thought, I thought
1: that this was made up. This was made up. We both mentioned mm-hmm. that. We said, "Ah, oh, no way. That's just not even believable. Holy I cannot oh, believe that.
0: Oh God. Nope. That's in LA. I don't know if it's anywhere else. Um, apparently not. Cause in Texas, you guys are doing that.
2: They have to oh, drag man. me out of my house.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: I'm, I'm not leaving. And But
0: I will say <laughs> evictions do take a long time. Like, um, here at least like Yes, you go through the process of evictions and then you have to have the police station come and put it, they put a lock on your door, right? So you can't access your, your home anymore. And then you have to go to the court system. Like, so it does take a long time, but literally on that second day, you get charged a hundred dollar late fee if you don't pay your rent by the end of the second day. It's crazy. It's like, can I have a second? Like, jeez. Right, but God forbid, forget. I put in a maintenance order and it doesn't get taken care of in a day. It it takes like a right, week. Right. A week. Exactly. So, so that's the second stakes. Like they can't pay the rent. Yep. Um, and yeah, they got, they got to leave and or play triple, which is, well, that's crazy. You don't have to pay triple. You just have to pay up yeah. your, your late fee. Like triple the rent is, that is some illegal shiz to get yep. people out of their homes. But they you know, um, they make it very clear that that's exactly what the plan is. Uh, Leroy, who's been reigns makes it very clear that the plan is to gouge the prices up because they want to, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, gentr- gentrify the building. Yep. Uh-huh. They want to strip it, get rid of all the poor people, build up on it and move typically white people in and, and, yeah. and people who can afford it. So, so much happening at the top of this damn movie.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of funny because um, Alma was like, I don't remember that the sister was the sister. Did you think she was the mom,
1: Alma? Or I thought she was the mom and that the mom was the grandma. But that's just... Oh. I saw it. I saw it in my teen years and so right. that's just how I remembered it and I was like oh that's not her that's not his mom like why why is he with her and I wouldn't shut up to like pay attention and <laughs> figure this out but um the mom was so sick in the bed that I just assumed it was the the grandma Well
2: yes, it's like sir. you said because there was so much going on so it's like this this that okay
0: so much going on and um but also it got it got me like I have a brother I have younger brothers and I was like putting i'm an older sister so i was putting myself in that situation going shoot what would i do like i got my mama here my little brother and you know who shouldn't have to worry about anything but going to school and then this leroy guy who who was leroy to them just a friend i guess okay was the boyfriend
2: i thought he was the boyfriend but when i did i read the the synopsis of the movie it says friend
0: yeah, he oh. wasn't he's uh, old to be a boyfriend. Yeah, that's what I, I, that's what I thought, thought.
2: But the way he was like there was a moment and I'm not saying it's right, but there was a moment when he manhandled her and I thought that's a Yes. that was a boyfriend he thing. He said
0: that that's true. That did look like like I took it more of like a stepdad kind of feel. And cuz he said don't okay. don't talk back like and he, and she was trying to protect her brother. Um, so I took it more like oh this is like a stepfather who may be a little handsy he was kind of a dick and he's wearing his like afrocentric garb I saw that oh my (laughs) god I was just like how are you abusing these children (laughs) like you're wearing this like cultural print whatever it doesn't make sense and it's really interesting though like when I because sometimes in the movie I have to check back and think a white man wrote this how did he know? Like, how does he know all of these things? That's what I was wondering as well when I saw the way he was
2: dressed, because I don't remember, I saw it a long time ago, this movie originally, so I didn't, I don't think I really picked up on any of this, but I did do a little bit of reading and it was talking about how, it, like he, like Wes Craven used the generic kind of ghetto uh, neighborhood and the apartment, like walking through and there's like all these, you know, I'm using the quote junkie because that's what I was reading, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, And then... I saw somebody say it's because he was setting it up like the way uh, well I mean we'll get into it later but it was supposed to be about capitalism and yeah. um the 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 husband and wife brother sister whatever you call them are supposed to represent Nancy and Ronald Reagan and so there was yeah. a whole reason for it so yeah
0: I just got and and I just want to say real quick and I and um Alma I want to ask you this is one of the rare occasions I've ever seen a white director, white writer, and director write for Black people, and it doesn't sound a hot ass mess and crazy. And I really take give that credit to Wes Craig. Like, there are some colloquial things, but I, I just chalked that up to being 1991. I'm like, that's just 1991. That's just how everyone talked, and it was annoying. Um, but there are there's a lot of stuff in this movie that really works because it's not so much focused on, like, we're, I'm trying to tell a Black story. And I give West the credit to know, like, I'm trying to tell a story about all these layers, like he said, Nancy Reagan, capitalism, gentrification, um, through the lens of these people who would be the most affected by it. So I really, really, really give him credit for that because I write in my blog for After Horror, like, writing for Black people when you're not Black is a tell. I can tell when someone is doing it because it's very clear that you're either pulling it from the internet or from other movies and you have never spoken to a person who is Black in your real life ever. Um, but I think Wes did a, a really great job at this. So good that I guess Jordan Peele is actually doing the remake for it.
1: 300%. Yes,
0: I cannot I. wait.
1: I was really, I'm really taken aback because I honestly never thought that Wes Craven wrote it. I just thought he directed it and looking it up, I thought, I think I think I I didn't know if I was like with blinders on, like thinking that it was done really well because you know you love some someone and that you're just kind of like everything yeah. they do is awesome and amazing. Um, but I really saw that. I thought he did a really great job um distinguishing. I think it's like this marginalized community, right. really well represented because he didn't make everybody a stereoty- stereotypical anything, Right,
0: right. You know? and that's where he could have, he could have, even even Leroy's character as this Afrocentric, but but he's he's not like the the textbook Afrocentric, like the person that we see like online. He's, he's wearing the garb. He's got the cultural patterns on, but he, at the end of the day, is just a really shitty person. And so it doesn't have anything to do with him being um, what I would call a hotep now. Um, he's just a really shitty person to this kid. And I think the balance between what Wes finds is brilliant for this, the script. And I would encourage, I'm not one of those people who are like, if you, if you aren't black, then you can't write a story with black people in it because some of our greatest films have, you know, color purple is written by, this is directed by Steven Spielberg. I don't care. As long as you are reflecting the community properly. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize that uh, what's the movie that, that um, Spike Lee just won an Oscar for black Klansman that was written by two white men i mean spike got the best screenwriting oscar because he I don't think also I knew that. yeah he, he so the way you know hollywood works is really Kind of crazy, but two white men wrote Black Klansmen and they knew they couldn't make this movie without having obviously black creators involved. So Spike Lee signed on to direct and produce. And then um, in our industry, if you write, if you rewrite 30%, about 30 to 33% more on a script, like if you're rewriting it, you get screenwriting credit. So uh, obviously Spike came in and he made some changes to make the script better, um, more reflective. And he did that and ended up winning the Oscar for it he deserves it. Absolutely. But I, I think a lot of people miss in that conversation is that Black Klansman is a great film. And for me personally, even though two du- white dudes wrote it, I'm happy it exists, uh-huh. but they did it right. They said they, they need to involve black creators. Let's get them done in there. Okay. So now we have a great film. So that's what I think about this. When people say, you know, you shouldn't touch these stories. I'm like, well, we won't have a in this story. And this is a really great story, honestly. And now, years later, Jordan Peele is going to take over the story. And I'm so interested to think what the new... Okay, I want to play a game with you guys. Because yeah. I have a pitch for this movie to be updated for 2021. Okay. <laughs> it is it is outdated. Uh, um, yeah. Just in the sense of, you know, yeah. whatever. I think the way to, I, that I would do this film if I had the remake in my hand was the people under the stairs aren't actually people with their they're ghosts, the dead children's bodies of these, that the couples have been murdering Ooh. for a while. Um, that's how I would do it. Elma, what do you think?
1: You I, I would agree with that in the sense that how would they be hiding? No matter what. Right, that's what I mean. They're affluent people in the neighborhood. Nobody, nobody hears. I know this happens in real life. Right. The hidden person, the person who's been kidnapped in the home, but it's usually in... Uh, neighborhoods that are—they're not their neighborhoods, like where right, they're right. living. So, and it it's usually in that tent. like
0: twenty of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, not not as many yeah. as they had. I was like, how many kids are there? Nobody notices so many. the that all these kids are disappeared in the same neighborhood. Right, it's just not—it's just not possible, like where they're living now. But exactly. I'm always a sucker for a ghost movie. Uh, me too. too. I always tell Dahlia, I love ghost movies. I love a jump scare. I don't care. Ghost stories don't get old to me. I was like, there's always a new take on a vengeful ghost story. Me too.
0: Dahlia, what would you do if you were able to remake this movie for 2021? Well, that,
2: that's funny because when I saw that he was uh, redoing it, Jordan Peele, I was trying to think of how he could do it. I couldn't figure out a way. Um... I don't know, I, I, but I do love that that ghost idea again because what Alma said. I love a really good ghost story, and I haven't seen a really good ghost story in a long time. Um, so I think Jordan Peele could do that. I think he could yes. do that.
0: Yes, so, I'm, yeah, I'm I want a ghost like story. It would be like the haunting mixed with children in the Agate kind of thing. Uh, thirteen know? ghosts. Yeah, thir- yes, thirteen ghosts, almost, but like twenty-five ghosts in in the basement, and they're all trapped in the basement. Um, not just because of the door, but just because like, okay, so maybe this is 13 ghosts, maybe there's an like, incantation or something in the basement and they can't leave. Maybe I just ripped off 13 ghosts. <laughs> 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 but but similarly, similarly yeah. to, that, to that. Okay. Um, and then let's talk really quick about the ropes. <laughs> because even though the, the plot summary that Wikipedia gives away in the first paragraph, the, it doesn't come out until like in the third act that they are brother and sister. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it was the the whole time. It's like mother, mommy, daddy, the way they're calling themselves. Oh, I just no. thought they were like trying to be like a yeah, like 50s no. couple. Like they're being just, they're yeah. just really weird. But later it's like, what? And how is that even possible if they're still saying that the same house? It says like they're inbred or um, whatever. That means they come from generations of Of in In
0: red. Yeah.
2: Oh, I didn't even think of that. Huh. Okay.
0: You know what's when that's the time I wish I had the camera on and uh, you know to live stream because I was like, oh, what the hell? (laughs) Like, brother and sister is already bad enough that you're they're calling each other mommy and daddy. So I don't know if you guys watch Real Housewives. Oh, no, sorry. It's Married to Medicine. No, sorry. I'm addicted to all of the Bravo shows, but (laughs) Married to Medicine, there is a woman on the show. Um, Dr. Heavenly, and she calls her husband, daddy, you know? And, and, and since season one, the show's on like season nine now, but since season one, that's always been like a thing. She's like, daddy likes his meat cooked like this. Today we made daddy's breakfast. Daddy's birthday's coming up. No, and she's serious about it. It's not a thing she does even on her Instagram. It's happy birthday, daddy. And I thought of her immediately. And that's why I was like, oh, is this where Heavenly got it from? Like our are, are wives just calling their husbands daddy? Is that me? Yeah, I don't, know, yeah. That I don't
2: know how Cifra, I feel about, about
0: that. Yeah.
1: I call. I pretend like I talk for my cats and my dogs. So I will say, "Daddy I, has." Okay, daddy, I'll do daddy, that I do that too. I do that too. Never to the the husband. That one time he <laughs> answered, he answered me, and I said, "No, no, we're not doing that. We're not do- I'm, I'm talking for the dog. I'm talking for."
0: I Don't do that to like my cool. dog too. I, you know, um, he looks at me sometimes when it's dinner time and I'll be like, mommy, give me my meal. And I'll <laughs> oh, so, oh, everyone does that good because I thought it was just me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just me. But that's very gross. They're brother and sister. Yeah. Um, there's so much about this movie that I can't wait to talk to you guys about because, and we're going to wait till we get there because okay. I was just like, what the hell am I watching? Why have I never seen this before? Everything about this is so brilliant. I love it. Um, okay. The next paragraph said Leroy, his associate, Spencer, and Fool break into the Robson's house by using Spencer to pose as a municipal a, n- munip- a municipal worker. I can speak. The <laughs> Robsons leave the family home shortly, but Spencer does not return. Fool and Leroy break into the house to look for Spencer, and Fool finds his dead body in a large group of strange pale children locked in a pen inside a dungeon like basement. Okay. Let's weird. go back. Because it's weird. <laughs> like I said, this Wikipedia is speeding through it. Um, the the part where he pretends to be the gas person, uh, and that whole delivery. I was like, I was kind of on her side with this because I was like, Oh yeah, you don't need to see my gas. No, you don't. You're not oh, in yeah. my house.
2: <laughs> he wanna come in. I'm like, you okay, bring the cops.
1: Go ahead. Oh, wait. That's what I do. Oh, he looks shady as hell. And, and the gas
0: gauge is outside. There's no gas gauge in here. Mm-hmm.
1: i think she would know she's lived in that house forever
0: yeah and but this the slight like smirk on her face when she's like i know you're full of shit and i'm about to send you to the basement and come on come on in so i kind of liked her during that part because i was like oh, yeah yeah all right i women. mean he wasn't
2: a good guy he wasn't a good guy he so wasn't so a good
0: like, guy she's not a great person either so but mm-hmm. but in that situation like I like that she was kind of like, okay, we can play this game if you want to play this game. Um, and then I want to mention the dog. Dogs in horror films always throw me off, but I think this one did it right. Oh, wait, actually, I take it back. It did it right up to this point. At the end. Ooh, I ta-da. know. I, you know. know.
1: Oh.
0: I had asked Alia right away,
1: do you remember? Did you look it up on Does the Dog Die? Because she always does that. I do. Like, I go to look it up. But every time it was something a little scary I was so glad it looked like a puppet dog oh yeah it yeah. totally looked like, a puppet dog. Look like uh, the puppet triumph the yes pomp- yes triumph pomp- <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. and I was so happy for that because I was like oh my gosh please don't you really take yourself out of that world. moment yeah as, as, as soon as you see the dog you think that's the first thing in the horror movie it's like please, no please, no on.
0: And he's only just protecting his house. He doesn't know what's happening. He doesn't know these people are bad. Exactly. He doesn't know why there's people in the basement. He thinks they're friends. Like he's just, he's just listening his to home. his humans. I was so, you know, my heart. I was watching um Don't Breathe. You ever seen Don't Breathe? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, what they do with their dog in that movie. And I was like, okay, good. They do it right. They don't kill the damn dog. Thank God. He gets hurt a little bit, but he's alive. So. Don't kill your stop killing your dogs in horror films. This is my. I know plea you let them survive, or don't put the dog in there. At just all. don't put the just, dog yeah. in there. There's no no reason because there it's gonna die. Like there's like it's usually the first thing that goes. Stop putting your dogs in horror films, please. Um, so if, if Jordan Peele is remake, this, I my pitch to Jordan is to leave the dog out of it, sir, and um, just have more booby traps or something. I don't know, um, you know, but. The dog. It just, was
2: very Home Alone. It was very Home very Alone. Very
0: Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. I, Which is yeah. They had locks on the the outside and the inside of the doors. Yeah, all
1: the all the traps. I made a joke about Nightmare on Elm Street and said that Hughes is that his name John Hughes um, got inspiration from Nightmare on Elm Street to do Home Alone. And
0: that's what we said during our podcast.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we did because I said, uh, and they believed me. And I had to say, no, I made that up. But you can see the booby trap thing in this thing again, all the booby traps. He must like that, that trapped feeling. Um, he yeah. used to like to, to set that up so that it's just like, I love the never ending doors, the locks, the the feeling, the claustrophobia,
0: even it though was it's, so like, it was so confusing.
1: It was so confusing. So
0: confusing. No, this house is dope actually. Like if it was a happy home, it would be a dope place to grow up, but it's an evil home. But I love it. Cause it's giving me like haunted mansion style. Like, but not the Disney version, obviously. Again, Jordan, if you're listening to this podcast, which I'm sure both these podcasts, I'm sure you are, I I know you're at home just like in the tub listening to this. So enjoy. Um, Got another pitch for you. This is copyrighted on Nightmare on uh, Fifth Street and Afro Horse, and no one else can take it. Um, We need to do this on Halloween night. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Walk with me. Walk with me. Halloween night, because where I grew up, um you always go to the rich people's neighborhood because they have the bigger candies
1: oh my god yes, yes. you do full-size right? candy bars full-size full <laughs> sometimes. money
0: sometimes money
1: sometimes, yes. mm-hmm. sometimes you get like a whole
0: dollar bill they give you
1: a dollar bill seriously like, they were passing you- out money or yeah. sometimes
0: like the candy apples like caramel dip candy apples like homemade ones like they really went all out so yeah we would always go to the rich people's house um one oh, quick story. One time, um, my little cousin, I was here in LA and she's like, I want to go trick or treating. And I was 20, like 21, 22 at the time. And I didn't know I laid that well. And I was like, oh, but I know where all the rich people are. They're right here in this neighborhood. It's called um, Hancock Park. And people who are listening to this are going to laugh. And we start going door to door and we're like, trick or treating. Everyone's like, oh, I don't, I don't have anything. Like ha- Door after door after door. No one had candy. And, and I was like, so confused. I was like, you guys don't know it's Halloween. And the last house we went to gave us like pins and stuff. And she's like, so we're like Hasidic Jews. We don't practice Halloween. Oh my God, I love that. In this neighborhood. <laughs> and I was like, that's why we can't get no candy. So it was really funny because all I, did, all I knew was like the houses were cute and, and they were great and they're big. And I was like, let's go over here. And she's like, yeah, no one in this neighborhood's going to have anything for you. All so. oh, your poor cousin. Did you go, was, take, go somewhere we else? Just, we just went to CBS. I just bought her a bag of candy. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, we spent like an hour doing this. But Aww. okay, so so Jordan, please, it takes place on Halloween night. Because this movie take, technically takes place in one night, which is insane. It's the longest night in the world. Um, or a course, over, a course of over a day and a half and a night this movie takes place. So, Halloween night, imagine if it's one of the kids, um same kid, you know, with uh, with his pseudo uncle, maybe not so asshole-ish this time, but actually a good-ish <laughs> yes, uncle. Make him yeah, good. Make him, make him good. Time. They're going trick-or-treating to the rich house and then oh there's that one rich house that never has anything. They only leave a bowl of candy outside the door, but the, they get to the house and the bowl of candy's empty. Damn it! Ring the doorbell. Oh my bell. god! No, you don't did ring it. the doorbell. Yep. No, ring the doorbell. They have money. They have candy. Let's go in there. Um, I hear they're rich, and then you know we this huge mansion with all these booby traps for you know. There we go. That's the I rich. am
2: liking that. I like the, the 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 way to get them into the house. The yes. Yeah. I love
0: but that. But then the That's basement. Are ghosts of the children that they have, <laughs> and I think don't make the the couple assholes from the top. Make them look like a really good couple. Like, yeah. oh my god, they're so friendly. Remember, they they're so mm-hmm. cool. They don't mind just coming in the house. They la la la, la. and then yep. the, and then you see them behind closed doors, and they're like, literally, hold on, let me write this down. Call Universal, <laughs>
1: and they do a wink. They wink to each other. Exactly. The- <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I smell children. True. We're not <laughs> walking into creepy people's homes these days. We're, We're just not. not doing it. We're not. Uh, We're just not. Have, not. They have to be selling something to get you to come in. I'm not walking in your house. I'm not letting you in my house. So right. how am I going to go into your house? You got. I'm going to go to
0: your house, right? Yeah. I'm going to, it's Halloween night and I'm going to accidentally, you know, stumble in because I hear you're great people and then you turn out to be the absolute worst. And it'll also make the interactions with the cops more organic too. As they oh, go on in the story, because yeah. they're like, no, everyone knows you. You teach at the local blind school. You teach at the and, and you're the <laughs> pastor of the everyone knows you guys. I, I I'm that. telling you, Jordan, call me now. Um, I wrote a note down on my pad that says call Universal Studios.
2: There you go. It's I'm gonna, gonna, gonna help
0: them. <laughs> I'm gonna hit zero for the operator to say, Yes, can I speak to <laughs> can I speak to the manager of Universal Studios? <laughs> I have a, a pitch for the people under the stairs. Yes, I'll hold <laughs> forever, be on hold forever. Um, someone's going to steal our idea and then we will have to write them a letter. But I'll let Dahlia do it because Dahlia's good
2: <laughs> at that. <laughs> can do it. She's good at that. Oh, I, I'm very good at writing and, and, and tweets. I do very good with yes. tweets.
0: It's going to be you. We'll get Soraya to make a blog about it and it's going to be wonderful. And we'll actually get our due, due, due diligence. Okay, so uh, before we move on, there is <laughs> there is a scene where daddy is going through the house in all leather and a leather hood too. Oh my God, yes. When I tell you I was screaming, crying, I was screaming, crying. I was like, no, wait, this is, what are we doing here? What's happening? Please, do y'all have the answer? What, why, what was the reason? I need to know. This is so
1: freaky. When I looked at the movie, I thought this could be a really good horror comedy. But um, some of the some of it is some of it's too real and too scary, and I yes. think that's why these parts are added in there um, to just kind of add a little levity to it. And well, that's it's, too- yeah, it's
0: labeled as horror comedy, but I was like, yeah. up until that point, I was like, this is some serious mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, it's really it's it's too much uh, points.
1: But then you enter him randomly shooting up the place and wearing that. I thought, and also what's great about it is like he changes into it. To do his shenanigans, he's yeah. like no yeah. he changes it into it in leather suit. Yeah, he gets into it, lickety split, and goes around the house doing this. And I liked that it did that because then it made it a little less like watching it as a like a twelve or thirteen year old when I first watched it. Yeah, you right. could Laugh a little bit, yeah. Otherwise, you know, the whole uh, cannibalistic, you know, uh, having it would have been a lot. Of- it would have been a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, we need relief. It's a realistic setup here. There's no ghosts, nothing really supernatural. Yeah. Or Virus is killing people. This is like it could be a real world. People, people are the worst. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> and so surprise, the virus that kills people is real too. <laughs> Take that off. Cross <laughs> out your bingo card. Virus that kills people crossed off for this this, this century. Did you hear that Australia is reshutting back down because of the, another strain?
2: Oh no, I didn't. I heard that today, oh, and I was like,
0: this is never gonna. "Ah." But that's okay. I'm not leaving my house. Um, No, (laughs) we're here too. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Do you know? It makes sense now when I watch these older films, and I think I I look back at the movies that come out today or in the last ten years, and I go, "Wow, they were so creative." And then I go, then I watch movies like this, and I go, "Wow, you totally just are honoring this movie." Not I don't want to say steal or mimicking or copying. I just want to say, "Is this so?" What I'm trying to say is American Horror Story season Um, one.
2: Yep. That's what I thought. It makes sense now.
0: Mm -hmm. I was, it makes total sense. I'm like, clearly Ryan Murphy or someone watched this movie and was like, Oh yeah, a house and this guy. And, and, and it's all, it all makes sense now. Like it all connects to each other at the same time. Nothing Mm -hmm. is ever new. That's why I always say to younger writers when they're like, my idea is going to get stolen. I was like, your idea is probably the same as like 10 million people out there. I promise you. It's just about who does it well. And yeah, you got to have that twist, the, yeah. the angle,
1: the, the 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 thing that makes it different from mm-hmm. the other Trapped in
0: Houses movies. <laughs> Did mm-hmm. you see the trailer for M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, Old, today? No, no. I have not. I haven't okay. really been on anything. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you're going to have to watch it because <laughs> one <never> <laughs> he, he's one of those that's like, yes, the idea is not new, but he makes them, he puts a twist on it It makes it different. So I think you'll really like that trailer we're getting a lot of trailers we had werewolves within yesterday with um for josh rubin's new werewolf movie we had escape room 2 like we're it's gonna be a great year of horror We've Got a lot of oh, stuff yeah. happening
2: well because like, everything's starting to open back up
1: you know yeah, slowly but yeah, so, yeah i've been watching yeah. every time i get an email looking for new
0: trailers and i'm just looking at everything i could just watch trailers like all day oh and- man, that, yeah that's my oh. favorite my sister's favorite thing too the trailer app on apple tv she just like watches trailers all day long um, I don't know when this podcast will be coming out, but Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It is coming out on June 4th very soon. So can't wait to see that. Um, is that only
2: coming out in the theater or are they going to do one of is those, it the like, theater. you can watch it? It's a great only question.
0: In the I That's, only seen it only a, in
1: theater. I'm not going. In the theater. Yeah, because I'm like, how. I'm not going to the theater either. I, I heard I, I heard you on uh, one of your previous shows say that, and I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not the only only one who's just like, I just I don't want to go to the theater yet. I will pay fifty dollars. Name the price. I'll watch it at home. You could Name make your more price. money. Yes, make you could make more money. I don't have people in here. We could, I'll pay per head. Of everybody in my house. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) I don't charge a (laughs) door fee. It's 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 coming out on HBO Max too. So it'll be in theater on the same day. So we can watch it at home. Thank God, right? Like that's really dope. Could you imagine in your home, lights low, everyone's around Mm -hmm. the couch, and like we can watch it together? Like, I I do honestly feel the same way as you, Alma. They're sleeping on this like same day streaming thing. I'm like, you might as well just do it. Honestly, it's not even about the pandemic anymore. It's a great Mm -hmm. idea. Disney has the right idea. I'll pay $30 to watch Mulan from home. Absolutely. I'll pay thirty dollars to watch Black Widow from home. I'll do it, and anyone who wants to come see it, I'll charge them ten, and I'll make a yeah. profit of fifty. And- <laughs> or if they want to borrow my password, then you can charge me twenty five dollars. Make- I'll still make the money. Like, I'm yeah, still and they'll do still
1: it. make a lot of money. They'll still, we'll still make, make a lot, lot of money. They're not so, missing out on any money. We're still going to give it here. If
0: anything, you actually might get more favorable reviews. I'm telling you, if I went to pay to see Mortal Kombat in a theater, I don't think I would have liked it as much. The fact that I got to watch Mortal Kombat from home and like pause it and then rewind and then I got to laugh a little bit and I was like it made it more enjoyable if I had paid 30 bucks to go to IMAX I'd have been pissed I'd have been pissed about it so listen to us you guys this is the best crossover episode we're giving you pitches tips ideas strength beauty um okay one last thing on daddy's costume and I promise you I won't mention <laughs> it again did you think or did it come to mind that he has that costume and he wears it for his sister?
2: Yes, I did. There was a moment moment where, cause they never actually show them, not even kissing, Mm -hmm. but they allude to a few things. And there was a moment where it made it seem like his punishment was gonna be something in that suit. So, uh, but it was very brief, very quick. And it was just thrown in real quick. And that was it. It was done and over with. And I was like, "Ew!" But again, they, they didn't make a big deal about it. You, we, we're just assuming that they- well, that's they a submission
0: suit, right? Exactly. Like if yes. we're talking about Kate. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was right. very clear through the movie, while well, she has a huge affection for daddy. I can't, I, I'm not calling him that. He, she has a huge <laughs> affection for her brother that she is the boss of the house. Like oh, well, she yeah. tells yeah. him what to do so he I totally didn't take it there Dahlia but thank you for saying it that's a submissive submissive suit and he does get punished he does <laughs> she does and, do and I, never <laughs> yeah. I never thought of it but oh, you could tell
1: it. she was the boss you could yes. tell he listened to her at every point he did whatever
0: she said yeah yep. so and mm-hmm. I want to see the I want to see this movie now <laughs> want to see mommy and daddy dungeon subs uh Uh, no i'm sorry listeners that's this gross um all right moving on to the next paragraph the robesons return and fool flees while leroy is shot to death by daddy fool runs into another section of the house where he meets alice she tells him that the people under the stairs were children who broke the see uh, see no hear see no evil hear no evil speak no evil rules of the robeson household The children have degenerated into cannibalism to survive. And Alice has avoided this fate by obeying the rules without question. And then a boy named Roach, whose tongue was removed as punishment for having called up for help to escape, thus breaking the speak no evil rule, um, also evades the Robesons by hiding in the walls. All right. Oh my gosh. So much to pack in this paragraph.
2: I loved Roach. I I really loved his character. He was good. I
0: read on IMBD that, um hillary swank was also the runner-up for this role because it could have been a boy or a girl and mm-hmm. if we all if we yeah. all know hillary swank we know she would have done it she would have done the job she knows how to blend okay. gender wise yes and i mm-hmm. I would have loved a hillary swank but i i do love this actor as well I, yeah. I do love her now again back to the there's no such thing as new ideas just new ways to tell them mm-hmm. um what's his name sorry what's his name yeah. Waylon? no the, the boy the, the roach. Roach. That's 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 offensive to call him that. Roach hides -hmm. in the walls, much like another movie we all know, The Boy. Spoiler oh, alert! Yes. Oh shit, oh, yeah. Yes, I forgot about that one. I forgot about that. Oh one. my god! Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for the boy <laughs> and the boy too. Um. So yeah, I, I, again, uh, nothing is ever new. It's just redone well. Because as soon as I yeah. saw him going through the walls and the ho- and even the uh-huh. layout of the house and having that much space between the walls, I was like, "That's the boy." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's literally the movie.
2: Well, because I, you know, I had completely forgotten about that. Because with the boy, I remember thinking like. How is there that much room between the walls <laughs> for you to like I mean I'm looking at my house and it's like huge
1: yeah <laughs> they like, huge their hallways Hallways um I love oh, oh, I was just gonna say, say. I love <laughs> this, the the sound of him running through the walls and driving them <laughs> Crazy the way he oh, kept the doing last it thing. because he's irritating them and I love that part because it gave it a little comical edge because I was just kind of like all on a uh, nerd by the whole yep. brother sister thing and then their their cannibalism is just and that's one of my my genre of horror movie I told Dahlia that is the most upsetting to me like like it leaves a feeling in me because that's the real thing that could actually happen and yep. so. Him doing his little hooing and ha in the in
0: Oops, the huh. I, so I, I loved it. 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 Small trivia. Really small yeah. trivia for everyone. Or not trivia, but I guess a fun fact. The screenwriter of The Boy, his name is and the boy too, Brahms return, I guess. His name is Stacy Meener. And um Years ago, when I first saw The Boy, I reached out to Stacey on Twitter to say I I liked it, you know, as a fellow screenwriter. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this film. And I was doing, I was directing, producing and starring in my first horror short, which will never see the light of day. It is not great. But I'm very proud of it. Actually, I might show it one day just because it is, I am actually very proud of yeah. it, even though it's like it was a good lesson. Anyway, he donated like two hundred dollars to my GoFundMe campaign campaign. Oh and, my god.
2: So, that's awesome. So I so I that.
0: Credit Stacey Meaner, the you know, for my like horror career, because he's the one that gave me like a little boost. That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so but but this is the boy. Um <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh, they shoot Leroy and like, there is a mention of it, like the buck shot earlier in the film when they talk about how that's going to happen. And then the dog also bites Leroy. It's a lot. Like Leroy dies. Didn't feel sad for him because he was a dick. He like pushed fool out of the closet. Wasn't gonna let him hide with him. Leroy got what was coming to him. Although it's very, very sad. Um... And then the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. It's so funny because growing up, that was such a thing. Like, remember, we used to have like, do you guys remember what's the monkey? Little
2: figures,
0: the, yeah. No, what's the monkey? The the monkey called for that um, clothing line. Oh. That was really popular for surfers and skateboarders. Paul Frank? Paul Frank? That's a monkey. Yeah, that's one with the monkey brain. With the monkey. It has like a
1: little sock monkey type thing. Yes. i was uh-huh.
0: obsessed with Paul Frank and it would always have the t-shirts with, you know, covering the eyes, the ears and the mouth. Obsessed. I had every Paul Frank like TV show. Oh, of course there's a notification I did not want because my computer is wonderful. Sorry guys. Um, but yeah, that used to be a really big thing growing up to see you no know, evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, you know, thing. And I haven't honestly heard it in, until this movie again in such a long yeah. time that I was like, Wow. It's so yeah.
2: Around. When he stuck his tongue out too, wrote um, stuck his so tongue good. out. So good, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That special I I, that effects. I, I think it was an effects team. It's so good. Like the effects in this movie are really great because they're all practical. Like mm-hmm. even I, I mean, mm-hmm. the only thing, obviously, the people under the stairs didn't age well. No pun intended. Yeah.
1: No, yeah.
0: The One of the, that's like I kept calling Dahlia
1: look like a zombie. I was like, why does he yeah. look like a zombie? I mean, they're just not seeing light, but they he had like chewed up marks on his face, which could have been like they were supposed to be scars or something. But right. the color of his face looked more like green. And they did too much to try to make him look creepy, where it could have just been like he could have just been pale from not seeing the light, how right. a few scars. It was and I'm just
0: like that's why they need to be ghosts, honestly. Yeah, like just make him ghost because In my head, I'm like, "Ah, yes, you could survive off of, I guess, human meat, but you would get very, very sick. Mm-hmm. And none of y'all would be alive if without like it proper sustenance, it was way yeah, too there many was
1: too many of them, and they weren't giving it was them a lot food. They're like they got a hold of flashlights, but she didn't say they were getting a hold of snacks. Nobody was grocery <laughs> shopping for them. How are they
0: alive under there for so long? And not even that, but just like I always go to the place of like practicalism of like, okay, so where are you pooping?
2: Oh yeah, I do that too. Yeah, where are they going yeah. to the bathroom? Are they able? Well, they're obviously not bathing, but yeah, I think
0: of that kind right. of stuff. Right, and like because, gouts, yeah. you would have died from yeah. just that from from just that mm-hmm. alone, or also like if you, if there were young women down there, like did you get your periods? Mm-hmm. Infection from the infection, right? That they had
1: their ears or eyes chopped off, which you didn't see because they said it was like hear no evil, like eyes right uh, or ears but you only you didn't see anybody missing eyes
0: or ears. right 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 so, so that's why i think they have to be ghosts because just you know realistically i know suspension of belief is a thing but also like i can't get over the fact that none of y'all would be alive <laughs> Like right, the house yeah. would smell so bad like a stench oh, yeah. that would leave the house that people would know people mm-hmm. would know they would just know so i'm telling you call me universal or call us call all of us <laughs> Fool is discovered by Daddy and is thrown into the cannibalistic children to die. However, Roach helps Fool escape but is critically wounded. As he dies, he gives Fool a a small bag of gold coins and a written plea to save Alice. Fool reunites with Alice and the two escape into the passageways between the walls. Daddy releases the Rottweiler, prints into the walls, and kills him. And then... Fool tricks Daddy into stabbing Prince, and he and so Alice sad. reach the attic where they find an open window above the pond, but Alice is too afraid to jump, and Fool is forced to escape without her, but he promises mm-hmm. to return. Oh.
2: it's sad. I feel so bad. But luckily, like, like Alma said earlier, that dog looked so much like a puppet when it died it that did. I was able to like stop. Like, okay, all right. But- I mean, in situations like this, I know it's just a movie, but in the movie, I'm always like, well, what else could he have done? He had to survive. So he had to put the dog right, there. Right. The, but at yeah. the same time, the poor dog didn't have a choice. He
0: was just listening to his daddy. Well, so it's like, kid oh. was, this kid lifted this dog up in the air. Like I lifted yeah, a porn dog to my mouth. Like how? He picked him up and it was like, he's, he's
1: in self-defense using the dog to protect himself. And, but he's also protecting himself from the dog. But right. yeah, he lifts him up and puts him up and it's just like
0: he couldn't lift It's the up. adrenaline. It's the adrenaline, maybe. <laughs> My dog. is nine pounds. I struggle sometimes just to bend over. That's because I'm old, but I was like, there's no way you are like power lifting this rockweiler. Like this is so big. And he no, it's not happening. So we're gonna 86 the dog from the remake. We don't need the dog anyway. Yeah. I think what would have been what would be more riveting as we're talking about remaking it is what if he accidentally, like, Alice gets pushed against the wall, and, and they he accidentally get out her. See,
1: Take this her is where out. I thought it could have ended. The movie could have ended right. here, yep. because I felt, like, this huge sigh of relief that he finally baited out of this house of I Yes, four. agreed. He, he got out, and then he had the money on the side, but you're right. If Alice died here, he would have had no reason to go back. To go back.
0: Exactly. But and honestly, then- this movie is, like, 30 minutes too long. And
1: that extra piece there, if they would just had her, like, we do want her to live, but also she's the one who said she's never been out. She she was too afraid to leave. Where is she going to go? Mm-hmm. And then it's like the cops already came and didn't do their due diligence in looking around the place and finding the attic, the basement. They didn't even check out, though, how many cops were up in that place.
0: Oh, no, that, that was hilarious to me, Alma, because I was like, this is white privilege. <laughs> oh, Alba was saying that throughout the whole Ooh, thing. It's, it's like it's because they're white. It's because they're white. <laughs> He's giving them coffee and cookies. Like hello, hello. And I'm like, what? Like first of all, you found they, the first time the cops interacted with her. It's because there's a stolen vehicle in her driveway, and they. Literally, she literally tells them the truth. We got home, and there's a car here. I don't know. And they bought that. They're like, right. Oh, all right, well, if you see them come back, like, let me know. And they don't yeah. even like get anyone to come for the car, take the car away, like, dust for prints. They're just like. Oh, cool! They said they didn't steal the car. They said the stolen well, car I was don't know. in the driveway. I don't know
2: if you remember. They said that the that the van was used in a liquor store robbery. Right. So, like, okay, see, if it was in my driveway, they would have thought that I had done right. the liquor store
1: robbery. So, so I'm going like, to arrest you because you, yep.
0: you have the car that was in our liquor store robbery. So I'm going to arrest you. That didn't happen. So at first, I was like, okay, I'm just going. I'm going to believe that for now, and to get the story for because they had to find. Fool's baseball cap and we had to propel. I get it. Well, I don't get it, but I get it. But also, if I'm going to rob a house, I'm not parking in the driveway. <laughs> oh
1: my God, yes. I would. When they did that, I was like, why aren't you parking down the street? Down the street. Everything they did was wrong. And they didn't know how many occupants were in that house. I know they knew about the, the, the mom and dad. I know right. they knew that there was a woman and a man, but they didn't see both of them leave the house. So when they initially went Fool and um, Leroy, Leroy, when they first- when they first went up the house, I was like, Why aren't they making sure nobody else is in the house? So They're
0: just slapped the, the
1: house. <laughs> yeah, the cop showed up once and then a second time, and they still didn't
0: find any reason to hold these guys on anything. You've been anything. to this house twice in the matter of a couple of hours at this point, and you're just like, Oh, we don't really need to check the basement. Oh, there's a child's room up here. You said you had no kids. Oh, we lost her a long time ago. Oh, that makes sense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. All right. right. I've what? taken your word for it. Yes. All right. But it's believable because they're white, honestly. Like, uh-huh. at the end of the day, I was like, this can't be a Black family or a Latino family no, ever. Uh-huh. So the fact that they're white, I'm like, I get it. She mm-hmm. she had cookies and coffee. I get it. Like, it's fine. Like, all right, we're going to move on. But um, that's some ridiculous. And the, could you imagine the cops, then the house at the end is on fire and they have to come back again. Like, oh, shit, there was something wrong here. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fire them all! Oh, <laughs> we were here twice. And no. We
1: didn't notice. No, we were never there. No, we anyway. never there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> never showed up. What's that? and the car still in the driveway? Oh, huh. that's strange. Oh, ridiculous. Um, so Alice doesn't leave, and yeah, we said we'd go back again. When he gets home... Well, we'll get to the next part. Fool learns that he has enough gold to pay for both the rent and his mother's surgery. He also finds out that mommy and daddy are actually brother and sister coming from a long line of disturbed inbred family members. (laughs) They started as a family that ran funeral homes, selling cheap coffins for expensive prices before entering the real estate business, leading them to become greedier and more unhinged. Then, Fool vows to return to help the wrong. He reports the Rob Robesons to child re- uh, affairs and the police come. That's what we we're just talking about. They investigate the house Fool sneaks back in while they're investigating and reveals to Alice that she is not their daughter, that she was stolen from her birth parents as were all the children in the basement. Okay. So it actually makes me feel a little better because, um, at first I thought, okay, well these brothers and sisters have just been having sex with each other and popping out these oh, kids and okay. pushing them in the basement. But I'm like, Oh no, they have just been stealing the kids. Yeah. Okay. But it's interesting. Like, why didn't they want to like continue their little inbred family? I um, think I think
1: the reason that they the, the they were stolen could be because of the inbred storyline. Actually right, you right. can't make children. okay. So that's right. what I'm thinking. I should stop squishing my hands together, but <laughs> <laughs> <Stop. I> can't... <laughs> they can't make babies, so maybe that's why that they makes were sense.
0: Babies. Well, mommy was also giving me like a barren kind of feel because she really wanted kids. Like her um, need to have a perfect child also made me feel like she couldn't have them. So I was like, They never said it outright. They never said it outright, but that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what she And first of all, it's 1991, but they were dressed like 1960s. Like, um,
1: oh yeah. They were like Mm -hmm. in the ugly dress
0: type of thing
1: that they have going on there. She had very mommy dearest vibes and with her Mm. makeup and the hair, and everything yeah. and I yeah, thought they're oh, probably so just
0: like, good. So camp.
2: Very Hollywood. Very uh old
0: Hollywood. Honestly, I was like, I really would love to see a drag version of this. Like just this <gasps> this this character. Ooh. I would die to see the oh drag God, version that of sounds this like character. Fun. She it, it, it's so fun. She is she's over the top and the makeup, and like you said, mommy dearest, and, and but also like um Sunset Boulevard, like I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. La <laughs> Just like it's giving me so much life. I love it so much. This is a great character. If I was white, I'd be for her for Halloween, but no one's gonna get it. They're gonna be like, "Why? Who are you?" I'm like, "No, you won't get it." Um, so I also want to mention, I love, and this is why I love Wes Craven because he's such a smart writer as well. They start out the funeral home selling cheap cop, uh, coffins for expensive prices. They got a real estate business, and okay, so they they are legitimate keep quote-unquote legitimate they do legitimate businesses and they do like it's not illegal to gouge on coffins it's just a shitty thing to do right it's not illegal to gouge on homes and gentrify it's just a shitty thing to do so what i love about these villains i mean burying children in the basement that's that's outright illegal but what i love about these villains is that they and the the discussion about capitalism and all this is that yeah it's legal it is legal yeah. yeah, you can buy mm-hmm. $50 coffins and sell them for $5,000. And honestly, you guys, as someone just take my advice on this, um, anyone who planning planning funerals, <laughs> funeral business is a fucking scam from top oh. to bottom. <laughs> when we were planning my grandmother's funeral and they told us, yeah, $5,000 for a coffin that she's just going to lay in, I was just like, hold up, Why? And oh, it's hard enamel and um well, you know, it has the 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 what do you call it, the fascinator, so no one can get in it and break in it. And I'm just like, what would they get from her? She is gone. It's, it's very car salesman. Yes,
1: very car salesman. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. It's very yeah, it is, and it's it's disgusting. I just remember sitting in the room with the I mean the shoe is really sweet as day or, or Maybe she's pretending but you know she's opening up this price book of plans for like and the sprays and the rental costs and the hearse and all these things and i'm just like looking at 20 grand to bury my grandma it's
2: expensive to bury i already told everybody cremate me just go to the i I have the place here i already have the place chosen it's very cheap just cremate me and um, we're done with it
0: my mom says the same thing. She's like, take, take my urn, go to Belize, put it on a beach, leave me the F alone. And I'm like, bet, because Aww. that whole pro and then when you're planning a funeral. You're too distraught to even consider like, why are we spending $2,000 on flowers that are like, so, It so I love that Wes Craven was like, we're not going to make these just like surfacely Bad people. We're gonna make them legitimate business people who yeah. are just using the ropes of capitalism. Yep. That, that's how it's designed, but it's shitty because mm, they're greedy. You know, yeah, it's greedy
1: because they're literally sitting on a pile of money literally. that they're not even using. They're just just piling I, it up that's what I was bigger, like taking and taking. I read in a review where it was like, yeah, like the the Donald Trump of just yes. making them money doing anything yep. they don't care about anybody else and they're they, but they're also not doing anything with it they just they're not want doing it.
0: anything with it literally like they they could adopt children but no they're still kidnapping children and bags of coins and stuff and i'm like they're not investing it they're not putting it into portfolio they're not donating it to charity they're just and the greed is getting bigger and it's hilarious because they're also paranoid because i'm like why don't you put it in the bank Probably don't trust people at the bank to do the books and numbers because it shit won't add up, right? Like if the IRS was to get onto that money, they would know uh-huh. the books aren't adding up. So and they don't want to get taxed. They don't want to get taxed. Tax.
1: It's all. It's so true. It's so
0: yes. So honestly, Jordan Peel, back to you again. If you take away the ghost and you take away the 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 uh, um well, we'll get to there, but the incest and all that stuff, you could just have a really scary story about capitalism. Oh day yeah. Day and just the money that's just sitting there that could help an entire community, which we'll see in a minute. And it -hmm. it does finally, but it's ridiculous. I love Wes Craven. I miss you so dearly. I miss you on this earth. You're so wonderful. Um, All right. So the last paragraph of this, Says, Mommy finds out that Alice knows the truth and believes that Fool has turned her against her. So she attempts to kill Alice, naturally. Um, However, the cannibal children charge at Mommy, causing her to flee and run into a knife held by Alice. The children seize her and throw her in the basement where she lands dead at Daddy's feet. Daddy finds Fool at the bolt yeah. where Fool sets off explosive, de- uh, d- explosive, de- explosives, demolishing the house and causing the money to blow up through the crematorium chimney and into the crowd of people outside. Daddy is killed in the explosion. Alice and Fool reunite in the basement. Meanwhile, the people outside claim the money distributed by the blast, mm. and their free children venture off into the night unnoticed by other people.
1: Yeah dalia said she loved that part where they walked off into the night
2: i I did i really love that where are they going that's just it that's it that's why it's because like they just get to walk out and we don't know we don't know where they're going
0: i'm like hey take a gold bag with you and go if you gotta go but you where are you gonna go you need money in the real world kid you can't just walk into the holiday inn looking the way you do
1: (laughs) and i know they had a lot of cash and i was like i can't believe he blew it up because fire but they did have a lot of gold coins and i saw in the notes that that was an actual that's an actual gold coin its value was like 700 around, 800 dollars yeah, yeah back then and um uh, but i'm like i'm glad they had so much gold because he blew it up not with the intention really of distributing right. the wealth but it was good that they had all that gold laying around because then everybody got to like take some take it home to
0: Pay their rent, pay their bills, whatever and it was. Until the cops come and spoil the good time. You guys better grab ass. A little oh, that's tip. Right. Right. The cops, wait, wait, we have to take care of the situation. We're gonna need you to we gotta check the whole house. Oh, now you wanna check the house, assholes. Little tip from your auntie Chardet to everyone here. I'm sure Alma and Dahlia will agree with me on. Never grab the money out of the air. Go for the floor. Yep trying to grab the money out of the air. You're not going to get as much. Get on the floor. Grab what's on the floor, you guys. You're missing out, okay? (laughs) I'm just teaching you a lesson right now. Stop grabbing money out of the air. You look like fools. Fools! (laughs) um also i i I, i'm assuming that fool takes more that more coins with him because yes it's really cool the the bag that he got will take care of the hospital bills and the rent but we get honestly we got to get out of that apartment
1: oh yeah oh god yeah (laughs) Apparently, not only that, they were the last tenants there. So now they're, they're right. they got money.
0: Let's go find somewhere else to go mm-hmm. because like it was- hold, Yeah, you can hold so out and get, you can do two things. You have the money, but pretend like you, you pretend like you don't want to move. So then the company is like, well, how much does it take you to move? You there can you spend go. your exactly. price and then take that money. And, you know, I'm telling it's portfolio investments. I'm teaching you the game right now. <laughs> um, so, okay, there's a part in this trigger warning that is going to deal with like pedophilia that which took me for a surprise but yeah. also it wasn't a surprise too because i was anticipating it mm-hmm. so the first interaction daddy has with alice mama mommy leaves and says don't hurt her too bad and it, it's inferred that he's going to whip her. i thought it was going to beat her he said remember not on the face because she says go for the body you know whatever then daddy comes upstairs at the end of the movie in the attic in his garb and yeah. he's breathing so grossly to cuz cuz she's i'm not going to describe it she it's a situation where i was actually like ooh did we need this one though like they're already so horrible did we have to already like sink to this level of like pedophilia too like so um, that one took me surprise. That was the, that yeah. would be my only critique for this movie. Is like you can just trim that 10 seconds. We
2: could, out. yeah, we could have done without that. Because I told Alma, I was like, how come I didn't remember that the first time I watched it? I did not remember that at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this Locked time it out. was very obvious. I'm like, yeah, that didn't need to be in the movie. It added nothing to the movie.
0: Added nothing. Like, he's already an awful person. We're not gonna hate him any more than we do. So just to put um, just to have that image out there, I was just like, I didn't. That's ah, so why it's hard yeah, for it me disturbing. to watch horror movies too, like this, because I go, "Oh, everything's going great," and then you get hit in the face with something like this. You go, "God, dang it! Can we just not yeah. <laughs> like do this?" You can you can use your imagination
1: as much as you want as h- to how horrible they are because they're already showing mostly what, yeah, at, how horrible they are. And then that part came up, and I was like, "Oh gosh." And yeah, I, mean, mentioned, I was like, we probably just blocked it out because that's what out. happens with a lot of those, those topics that they would put in movies where we thought it wasn't needed. We already knew they were bad. Why, why did they have to show anything? And, and it it's was really such a late
0: stage of the movie. It's like the third right? act where yeah. I'm like, so what do we, what No, exactly. already, but my favorite part up. of this movie, my favorite part of this movie is actually right before mama dies. And I'm like, how is he going to get out of this? And the little girl comes through the ceiling.
2: (laughs) I always love that part. The way she flies down and lands on her. It's beautiful. Guys,
0: when I told you, I was cracking up in my apartment. Like, I probably sound like a crazy lady laughing at herself. I was dying. I was like, no, she didn't come through the ceiling. (laughs) Just land on her like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that we did a great. lot of laughing because there were a few parts where I was like, why did I not remember this really? Because it breaks up the tension really good. It's like, it's get tough. out of the house again. Why is he still in the house? They're still in the damn house. Get the hell out of the house. And then, you know, these little
0: parts in it that make you laugh. So like, funny. We're really well so funny. <laughs> I don't know if Wes actually wanted that to be funny or if he was really like trying to make it like a big old hero moment. But I was like, yo. <laughs> through the ceiling and like feet first. (laughs) It was so great. I I always
2: like to think of like the, the stump person who did that too. It's like, they must've had so much fun doing that. Well, it would
0: have to been two feet stump people to do that, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's, it's brilliant. And I've never laughed so hard. Um, I wish I was with my sister. We would have been like, cracking up i have to call her after this and tell her that so yeah the money goes outside and the children they just walk away and and fool's a hero but it's got kind of a get out vibe at the end where um you don't get to see the aftermath of it but you know like this kid's not getting away with these two white people ending up dead even if they are evil in the beginning like and he blew up a house. The consequences are coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think
1: there's so, bodies yeah. in the house. There's fingers in the rest. house. There's, yeah. There's everything. He left things in the vehicle that had mm-hmm. his... Well, at the time, right. 91, they were really doing DNA. But, you know, I mean, he had his... Little Boy Scout uniform thing that he was using inside the van and everything. So and also the guy in there, his body, Leroy's body, is directly associated to their family. Yeah.
0: So So, you know, you know, your your heart sinks because you're like, "Yay, happy ending!" But you're also like, "He's not something. He's gonna get. You know, they're gonna catch him, and it's gonna happen. It's ninety one. He's a little black boy. So yeah."
2: Well, that's what I liked about Attack the Block because at the end of that movie, Attack the Block, they, they do actually show yeah. he, they show that part because they usually don't show any right. kind of conclusion. In that one, they did; they brought it to some kind of conclusion. They show yeah. them going off to jail. Um, well, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the second one, but yeah, that, me too. Uh, but yeah, but you do see him getting in, you know, being arrested. So that yeah. was you see something. And this one, you're right; you, we know it's coming, but we don't see we, we don't, don't
0: see what's coming. Cops are late; they were they're twice at the house and somehow can't find the way back to their house at the end of the, the shoot, but that's the movie. Um, as a first time viewer, I really did enjoy it. I, I, I am excited. I like the first thing I Googled was like, is it like, is it being remade? And then I saw Jordan's name attached to it. And I said, Oh good. Cause I actually remember watching the horror noir documentary that's on shutter. And he's actually a huge fan of this film. Um, it's one of his favorites. So I trust his hands with it. But if he, you know, wants tips from me, little old me or us, <laughs> you know, we pointed out some good stuff, you know, today I think would make the film better. Um, but that's up to you, Jordan. That's uh, that's up to you. Whatever you do with the film, you do with the film. So out of um, five gold coins, uh, I'll start with Dahlia. What are you going to give the people out of the stairs, under the stairs? Um, I think four. Yeah, definitely four.
1: And for point? me, that's a
2: really good score. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think that's
1: a good score. I was going with a solid four as well. I think it stands up to, to, to time. It's almost it does, yeah. Is it almost 30 years old or is it 30 years old already? Well,
0: 1991. So oh. yeah.
1: Yeah. Holy. Oh. I love it. The trapped the trappedness being uh, yeah. uh just I, I think it's a little long otherwise. Uh, I do think, like you mentioned earlier, a little like 30 minutes too long. Sometimes that's my only w- one thing that I complain about in some horror movies is because we really get into the movie, really try to find everything we can enjoy. But I'm like, it's a little too much. It was like the the part you mentioned. Yeah, There's a, it just a little, little too long. When he leaves the
0: house, back. it's like, you shouldn't be going back there. Yeah. yeah no going to go back. No reason. <laughs> um but i get it he liked the little girl and and you know he, he couldn't get her out and he had to go back but in in the remake i hope he doesn't get to get out until he gets her out i hope they just stay in the house yeah honestly yeah. so because when I you
2: can that. keep it inside the house i think it, right. it, it, it makes it more scary there's more yeah, tension more the anxiety. Yeah.
0: yeah when he when he left and then he went back and i said like, well i'm not afraid anymore because you're not afraid anymore like I've lost my anxiety. Like you said, the stakes are gone. So now you're just like being an asshole. There you go.
1: That's <laughs> true. Because now you're actually breaking right, into meeting. the house. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're yeah. happy
0: to Um, I'm going to give it a four as well. I, I think there's a lot of high points in this. I'm, I'm knocking one point just from that that third act and that also that scene with yeah. Alex I felt like was unnecessary. That's the same reason, yeah. But I really love this film. Um, I think Wes Craven did a brilliant job with it. I love all the themes it touched upon. I thought it was interesting and something different. And we don't get films like this anymore. Like it's, this took a risk. This is a risky ass film. And this is what I call an original. Because um, I, now I see the threads of it where everyone else was inspired by, you know, the boy, American Horror Story. I can see the threads of that film and other horror pieces. So I really enjoy it. It's going to get a four out of five for me. Um, so tell me... Nightmare on Fifth Street, what's up for you guys coming up soon? Anything we should get excited about?
1: You want to go ahead, Ella? Yeah, go ahead, Dali. Because I, I okay. answered the last time because we okay. just did we just had an interview um, with Rachel Reeves over at Roomwork. Yeah. Yeah. So um we would I, I like to take turns. I go I answered a similar question. <laughs> so that I can answer. Okay. okay. So yeah, so that that interview
2: was fun. So we got that interview in Rue Morgue Um season two is starting for us soon. So I don't know when this you're gonna air this one, but um then we should be started by then. Uh so season two, we're gonna have oh, we have lots of good stuff planned, but uh, we're gonna go to Mexico City in November. Hey! That's the one. Well, of course, we're looking forward to all our episodes in, 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 right. in season two. But we're we're trying to figure out a way to do an episode out of that trip. So yes. we're we're our heads, yeah, yeah. We're trying, we're trying. So we're we're gonna make it work somehow. And uh, then could also, you do the
0: curse of La Llorona? And um
2: <laughs> Well, yeah, we're I gonna figure, figure something out sure. because I love Mexico City. But, Have you done um, an
0: episode on that movie yet? We did, yeah. The, oh, I the curse of to it. Will,
2: yeah, the uh-huh. curse of La Llorona. The curse uh, of
0: La uh, Right, 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 right. Okay. The white one.
1: No, the, uh, the real the one.
0: Guatemalan. Oh, okay. The, what's the other one? The, what, isn't the other one called? No, the other one is just gotcha, gotcha. It's not the yeah, curse. Of, a, it's
1: confusing. It's a, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, fact, you're right. That's right. Yeah. It, we, when we first watched it, we didn't know which one we picked remember <laughs> yeah and then it was like oh okay this one was more like a like a drum like a well, dramatic it was really art cool. house film. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah it was a beautiful movie the one we ended up watching so we're glad we didn't accidentally choose the
0: other yeah. one that you mentioned <laughs> i want to hear your commentary on the other one though
1: oh god we've avoided
2: watching it for that reason though but you it we'll see no because Both of that God,
0: please please record <laughs> yourselves just do a live watch recording you don't have to talk. just do a live watch it. recording of it we'll so i can yeah. listen to it it's we'll gonna see. be hilarious we'll be, okay it's we'll, streaming, be, okay. streaming on hulu just putting Is it out okay. yeah okay. Putting it out writing that for for down <laughs>
2: writing that down right now it's gonna be so fun uh,
0: it's gonna be so fun
2: and, and, and the other thing we're doing is we're going to do 31 days of Halloween. So we're going to have awesome. uh, each day we're going to put, some, we're going to put out some uh, an episode. So um, Woo, yeah, lots that's of luck. good stuff. We have, yeah.
0: Halloween is fun. coming up. It is June technically now. Ugh,
1: this oh yeah, year. it is last we're all, year. I, I, everything. I haven't pl-
0: we haven't planned anything for, um, I mean like June, we're, we're going to have a lot of pride month stuff and obviously Juneteenth mm-hmm. stuff, but I haven't started to think about Halloween yet. And I'm like, Oh, I should probably start. Thinking about Halloween and it's to be here
1: so yeah. soon. It does because we go by like holidays here, and it's like, mm. what's the next big thing? It's next you know? and
0: yes, I got to start booking guests. I'm just like, we're not we're not going to do one every day, but I think right now we do a podcast once once a month. This is going to be a special bonus um, episode for June, by the way. Like oh, we're cool. releasing Nightmare on Elm Street that will come out the first week of June, and I think I'll do yours um, the week after just for oh, a bonus fine. content episode, uh-huh. um, but. For October, I said, "Oh, we should probably do like a couple of more like once a week, and I was now I'm thinking like I need to record those ahead of time because, oh yeah." uh-huh i do october is cra- it's also my birthday month so i'm like october is like a blur for oh, me nice.
1: so it's like birthday uh, month halloween celebration like the whole month that's well, awesome yeah, like we, the whole well, month off.
0: my birthday <laughs> is a week before Halloween, it's the 21st so i've always had a halloween like costume party on my birthday because oh,
2: cool.
0: oh, people like it because they're like oh i get to wear my costume more than once yeah. Like, yeah yeah oh. come on my birthday so um Good for good. Good for you for doing that. I can't wait to listen to that, actually. So when does season two drop?
2: Uh, well, do you have you the have calendar, you calendar in front of you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I don't laughs> if we, go, we
2: go by calendar. It's so stupid.
0: Today is but Thursday, May 27th, as we're recording this. So and Thursday.
1: so two weeks from now. On, I don't have so the, the word next calendar, week but is, you're right. It's two
0: weeks from now. Oh, okay. It's already here. Uh-huh. Next week is, it's May, is June 3rd, and the week following is June 10th.
2: Yes, that's June 10th. Thank you. June 10th. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, June 10th. All right. So celebrating season two, June 10th. I'm excited. Um, well, this has been really great. I love this crossover episode. We should do more of these, honestly, and just hook up with smaller podcasts like ourselves and reach a helping handout because that's just how thank it should you. work. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so you. much for this yeah. This is really fun. I on. love
1: it. I love this listening really to your show. I was just listening to the uh, craft episode that- um, Oh, which one? The, yeah, the, the, f- the first the one. First. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. One, that one's much better. I like the listening- second one. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, um, I was listening to it in reverse, so I just finished the craft one.
0: Yeah, the uh, but- second one, Jessica and I just laughed for like two hours. It's not, very, <laughs> it's not very fun.
1: Well, the thing about it is, even if it's it's not a good movie, like a the greatest movie, like Thalia and I say, we're having a good time watching it. Having oh, good yeah. Yeah, ha-
0: yeah. a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're having a good time watching it and recording mm-hmm. it. Um, I, well, yeah, that was, that was a fun episode. We have to do so so much. And just so everyone knows, just listening to this on both of our podcasts, it is not easy doing these podcasts. Um, like they said, they're sisters, they're doing it from zoom and I'm practically doing it by myself, except for the guests that we have on every episode. It is hard work. So, um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I always think like we should just be champing each other and, and, and holding each other up because this is hard and we're not getting paid to do this Mm -mm. right now. Like, nope. We're just doing this because we love horror. Send me money, please.
1: No. <laughs> I think like, it'd be nice to say we are someday. It would be. <laughs> yes, know?
0: we would all like sponsorships, please. <laughs> so, um We're not. We're open to them. All the sponsorships, and always. Whatever. whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, that's going to wrap up our bonus episode for June. The people under the stairs. I'm here with Nightmare on Fifth Street. Any final words before we leave? I know. No, not. not <laughs> oh, well, I like
1: it final words. I'm to her final words. <laughs> Dear cotton headlights,
0: don't let that be my final words. That'll well, get t- Final words, right? Like, oh, what a choice of words. <laughs> you two don't leave. We're going to do our outro, and then I want to say hello to you guys again. So, mm-hmm. everyone else, we'll see you in July for our episode of actually, it's uh, Attack the Block. We're doing uh, Attack the Block for July. Yeah. And um, we, you know, the news of Attack the Block 2 came out. So we didn't get to talk about that because we pre-recorded the episode. But I made a little, mm. I made a new trailer for July, especially for Attack the Block 2. So oh, fine. we'll see you guys next month for that. Uh, yeah, outro time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Afro Horror. Please subscribe and leave a comment if you'd like what you heard. We want to send a special shout out to Jaron Hemphill for our amazing logo design. Thanks, Jaron. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at at AfroHorror or on our website, www.afrohorror.com. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this podcast.